hello and welcome everyone. Um, I'm your host Hitesh Anand and today we have Dr. Kanika Verma with us. Um, Kanika is a follower, practitioner and doctor in Ayurveda. Yes, um, Ayurveda is a recognized medical science in India. So she is a, a, a doctor as well. And this is our very first podcast in the series of podcasts to come, uh, where we will uh, bring renowned uh, Ayurveda practitioners like uh, Kanika, uh, who will share their knowledge and wisdom about Ayurveda so that you can live a happy and healthy life. So, hi Kanika. Uh, it's really nice to have you here and uh, I'm super excited uh, to talk to you and ask you uh, your journey uh, with Ayurveda and uh, let our uh, listeners and viewers know uh, how they can uh, benefit from your experience uh, with Ayurveda. So, so to start, um, uh, let me ask you uh, my first question. Um, you know, how and when did uh, you you started practicing Ayurveda. When did Ayurveda happen to you? Uh, I think it happened to me in childhood. Okay. Uh, because I, I, uh, that was the, the kind of problems, the kind of health problems that I faced in my childhood. It set the stage for me to recognize the benefits of Ayurveda. Because uh, my father was a radiologist. He was a qualified uh, physician. So, uh, once I felt sick, I had fever, and normally you give paracetamol to everyone. So, for fever. And I had such terrible reaction uh, with paracetamol that I felt almost dead. I was, I was lying in bed for 15 days, and there was such severe weakness and everything. And I was, I was still a child. I, was, I think I must have been in third standard or something. I was really very, uh, you know debilitating kind of feeling when you're sick you're not able to walk you don't feel hungry and uh, you see that everyone is worried that makes you <laughs> more anxious so uh, that uh, that time i realized that you know medicine it made me sick and this is this is a uh, you know you look at medicine to cure you right. that is some kind of a relief system that okay if i eat medicine i will get cured but uh, then I was uh, really, very, uh, somehow I uh, got a big doubt on everything that, uh, you know, if medicine makes you sick, then, then what is going to cure you? So, uh, and I don't know why, but uh, during that sickness, it was a kind of uh, big transition period for me. Uh, I thought that I am going to die <laughs> and everyone dies. And, you know, my father used to see some movies, like, I don't know if you've seen Anand, you know, that yes, person yes, has yeah. cancer yeah. and uh, he's going to die. So, mm. and I just related to probably I have the same, and nobody's telling me, but I have it. <laughs> yeah. So then I started exploring, I, I started reading Gita and it may sound weird. Someone gave me Gita when I was in second standard okay. as a gift. So... When I was in fifth standard, I started reading Gita because I thought that probably if I'm going to die, this might help. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, that's at the stage. Uh, 
about belief in Ayurveda because normally people don't believe in Ayurveda. But since I read Gita, I read, uh, I could, I read most of the things that I could get my hands on. Okay. And then there was series of uh, health disorders. For example, after this allergy, I've always had that breathing problem. I, I could not go to sleep without utrivin by my side. I just could not breathe. And that is, again, a very, uh, you know, it makes you sick. It makes you feel sick. Yeah. Uh, it makes you feel helpless. And right. I can relate with a person when he says that I'm not able to breathe. Yeah. So, after that, in fact, throughout, I've been uh, anorexic, like, I just won't eat. And now, I was so severely anorexic that I forgot that, you know, if there's pain in my stomach, it's hunger. Oh my God. So now, today I can recall that that was the situation. I was severely anemic. And, uh, and yes, I was, since childhood, uh, I was a little depressed because, you know, to think about death and all these things, it's, it's a sign of a depressed person. So, a lot of things. Because of this uh, illness, then I also had vitiligo. You know, vitiligo is a incurable kind of disorder. So, I had it in my feet and then fortunately it was uh, there in earlier stages. So, you know, it, I had to sit in sun for a long time uh, taking some medicine and then fortunately, you know, I saw some changes and uh, then you can say that it is, uh, it can be vitiligo, it can be leucoderma, there are different okay. kind of things. Okay. All right, then. After that, I had kidney stones <laughs> and then again, you see the pain of that is too much. So I think that was I, whenever I was having 16 years old. Before that, I had idolsin epilepsy that, you know, idolsin epilepsy is something that can progress into a permanent epilepsy. But, uh, and at that time, unfortunately, my father was not there. He expired when I was 15 years old. So I could not... Uh, Ask my, uh, I mean, I could not expect to buy medicine. I could not expect my mother to buy medicines or, you know, because somehow you feel that uh, it, she might not have enough or you know, stuff like that. And I was the elder daughter, so I always felt that I should help her. So uh, there was one day, uh, we, uh, my Nanaji, my maternal uh, grandfather, uh, he took us to a meditation center. And then I started meditation uh, when I was uh, some 17 years old. And, and then I saw a change within two years. The epilepsy simply disappeared. Okay. It, it just disappeared. There was no incident for two years. There have been no incident for past, uh, what, 20 years. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm completely cured. And adolescent epilepsy normally gets cured, but yes, it can relapse into permanent epilepsy. Okay. Then I had, but then I developed something else. I developed uh, uh, this uh, rheumatoid arthritis like symptoms. And these are all, you know, autoimmune disorders, whether you look at uh, this uh, uh, skin disorder which I had, or uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and all these uh, problems, they are somewhat autoimmune when your body is killing itself. So I used to have uh, red flashes in my hand and uh, severe pain in my joints. In fact, it was so severe that I used to drag myself from one place to the other. I was not able to walk. 
and still I just kept on pushing uh, things. Uh, and by that time, for, in, interestingly, I had already I was already studying Ayurveda, but my main aim was to uh, pass the exams, uh, get a job, and buy medicine. Because I had that thought process that once I buy medicines, I will be able to cure myself. So I forgot. In fact, I did not understand the first chapter of Charak Sahita. It says that, uh, you see, medicines don't cure you. Lifestyle and food cures you. Right. Yeah. And there is a very beautiful saying which says that uh, if you are having proper food, you will not need medicine. And if you're not having proper food, you will not benefit from any medicines. Right. So I, I you know, uh, I just was in such frenzy to get medicines that I completely forgot uh, or overlooked the basic principles of it. And uh, uh, after that, after some time, I met one person. I was consulting online. Uh, I started online consultations because uh, it was uh, not possible for me to get a clinic and so on. So it was a fortunate thing. Uh, and there was a person in Norway who could not have any access to medicines because uh, they were not available in his country and there were lots of procedures to get them there. So I suggested, okay, fine, we don't have medicines. Let's focus on diet and see what happens. And uh, I advised him that you just have this uh, milk and rice porridge uh, and uh, move, uh, this green gram and rice porridge. So switch them and you have uh, morning uh, milk and rice porridge in morning and evening and moong dal uh, rice porridge in afternoon. And tell me what happens after uh, one month. So after one month he uh, emailed me, I still have that email. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, his nails, they were black. They turned black. And now, now they're pink. You know, after one month, the nails regain their natural color, so food can actually lead to such uh, such tremendous detox. Right. But there were no medicines. You see, and I have seen so many such examples. Uh, and after this, <laughs> I changed my orientation. I uh, I changed my food. I changed my lifestyle. After that, I was able to get through almost all disorders. Uh, that I had. Yes, I forgot. I was pre-diabetic. So now I'm completely normal. Uh, diabetes is like a big problem today. And, uh, and now I can guarantee that you can cure uh, preliminary stages of diabetes by food completely. That is, I, I completely don't have any doubt. Okay, that's so, that's so <laughs> that's so amazing. And I mean, that's that's so fascinating your story is um, you know from childhood uh, and, and i understand that you know uh, the childhood illness and trauma uh, uh, you know of of you know of thinking about dying and you know and from that fear you, you know it came uh, the the path towards ayurveda uh, somehow and then uh, eventually you landed up uh, uh, in this uh, in this whole world of Ayurveda, 
which is which is fascinating. I keep on hearing stories about people how they, you know, Ayurveda changed their lives and and just by realizing the basics of life. I would say, you know, as as you said, you know, as simple as just eating the right food, uh, and you can cure so much. And that's that's really really fascinating um, to me. And so, uh, Kanika, uh, if I asked you. what is ayurveda you know what what is ayurveda based upon yeah, that's that's my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> see ayurveda yeah i, I have actually uh, this word as as a has such a deep meaning you know ayu ayu and veda uh, normally we say that it's okay that it's the science of life but then uh, why it is the science of life ayurveda is not exclusively medicine like for example modern medicine started uh, by uh, helping people cure diseases so that is the major focus you know when you fall sick you get cured so that is the major focus but ayurveda is science of life it's not science of medicine only right that means you start uh, prevention okay you start it is a huge huge uh, Uh, literature available in ayurveda about how to preserve the health which i believe is such a unique concept because uh, when you are focusing on prevention let me take the example of uh, uh, vaccines okay so vaccines are for prevention but every vaccine it happens only when there is a big pandemic many people have already died and stuff like that right so then you get then you start researching you get a vaccine but till that time uh, a certain number of lives have already been lost yeah true uh however there is a proactive approach to uh, diseases which is your immunity right this you can get this you cannot get by focusing on diseases you cannot uh, predict what kind of disease will happen next you cannot predict what kind of uh, mutation will happen in the viruses and bacteria it's impossible so when you focus on diseases it's a regressive approach you know you are uh, the disease comes first and then you go uh, curing it or preventing it but in ayurveda uh, you know the aim of ayurveda says that uh, preserve the health of the health and then cure the sick so when you're preserving the health you're not focusing on diseases you're not even concerned about diseases you're focusing on the body and you are Uh, strengthening the body so that the body will cure disease right and our body is very intelligent our, our body is very intelligent you know there have been cases in corona pandemic where people they got infected but they did not show any symptoms you see they handled the body was able to handle that direct attack right yeah so even in my case i got infected not in the first wave but in the second wave okay and and uh, i i had fever for 3 days and after that uh, it just it was gone so you know many people they they face such severe problems many of them died even with intensive care and so on and so forth but some people survived and in spite of uh, getting infected uh, they are still there so this is the factor which you can get by focusing on health right improve the immunity improve the strength of the body you see what is vaccine vaccine is nothing but a virus it is attenuated virus weakened virus which which you know you take inside your body the body then 
studies the virus and makes the antibody. What if I am able to take the live virus and my body has so much of strength that, you know, it, it studies the virus and it makes a antibody and all this is done so fast. It's just like, you know, a very intelligent kid who can solve a complicated math problem immediately. Right. So, it's, see, this is the approach to exams, not about uh, getting cheat sh uh, sheets. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, vaccine is a kind of cheat sheet. But uh, immunity is uh, the real intelligence, uh, the real metabolic intelligence. So, uh, see, Ayurveda focuses on immunity. Ayurveda focuses on health. Ayurveda focuses on body and not pathogens. Right. So, this is Ayurveda. This is, uh, you know, Veda. The word Veda means wisdom. So, it's the wisdom of Wisdom life. of life. Wisdom of life. Uh, I would like to extend that. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, Ayurveda. I mean, it is not about health. Okay. Uh, if you look at the uh, aim of Ayurveda, in another words, it says that Sukham Dukham Ayus Tasya Hitayatam Manam Tachayatruktam Ayurveda Sauchati. It means that the science that uh, elaborates on the uh, Sukha Ayu. Sukha means comfortable life, the uncomfortable life, the uh, the beneficial life and the non-beneficial life. So, uh, there, this is so detailed because Sukhayu is a healthy life because health is considered to be the first comfort of right. life. When you have, uh, health is the primary comfort according to Vedic uh, literature. So, Sukhayu means a perfect comfortable life and Dukhayu means uncomfortable life which might be unhealthy life, might be life, uh, you know, with a lot of financial problems, with a lot of sorrow, it can be anything. Okay. Yeah. So, one is comfortable life, one is uncomfortable life, one is beneficial life. That means uh, a life that uh, that gets you beyond uh, the karmic cycle, that gets you beyond the karmic bondage and leads you to salvation. Ayurveda was essentially born as a tool to assist the yogis to have an extended duration of life because when you have an extended duration of life there are more chances for you to get salvation okay so that was the real purpose of it wow that's very fascinating so, yeah yeah okay. yeah so you see ayurveda says that there is a beneficial life a beneficial life is the one in which you reach close to salvation you do a lot of good deeds you help a lot of people and so you get through uh, that cycle of birth and rebirth. That is a beneficial life. Non-beneficial life is uh, the life of some uh, corrupt person who is uh, continuously harming people, uh, extracting things from them and causing a lot of sorrow. So this is non-beneficial life. Now, uh, there is such a beautiful uh, permutation and combination that you can make. Uh, a a non-beneficial life can be very comfortable. You know, a corrupt person can have a very, very comfortable life. He might even be healthy. Right. And a benef yes, and a beneficial life might be laced with all kinds of problems. For example, a monk, he sleeps on the floor or eats, you know, he begs to eat or does something like that. Or, he, or someone who is very nice person, he falls sick. So, that is a beneficial but not comfortable life. And uh, whatever is the duration, whatever 
what can be the duration of such lives and what is good for each of these lives is uh, the science that tells you about all these things is ayurveda i will tell you that the medicine for a monk will be different the medicine for a corrupt person will be different the treatment for a corrupt person will be donation right yeah you know you donate because a corrupt person will have lot of mental issues he will have a feeling of guilt he might have a feeling of shame he might have depression a monk will not have depression yeah he might have normal disorders okay so uh, the the diseases for a beneficial life will be different the diseases for non beneficial life will be different the treatment for both of them will be different and uh, you see the even the uh, ideal life practices will be different for example most of people think that uh, non vegetarian food is not recommended in ayurveda which is a myth ayurveda's books full of non vegetarian recipes how to cook chicken how to cook lamb oh i never knew this peacock, dog, okay everything yeah, there is a uh, there is a list of some 10 20 animals that are good to eat birds elaborate description of how to cook birds even uh, the ancient cookery books like uh, manasullas if you look at these are the ancient cookery books they define how to make veshwar that is the meat recipes wow so yeah now the point is that if you are aiming for salvation you would not eat this because there are three types of food three types of food sattvic rajasic and tamasic one is the ba- one is the meat that makes you balanced uh, gives peace to your mind brings peace to your mind one is the meal that makes you very active uh, very alert in fact hyperactive so Uh, and one is and the third one tamasic is the meal that makes you uh, ignorant uh, makes you sleepy something like that okay so if you are aiming for salvation there are few people who aim for salvation for them hurting anyone will increase the karmic bondage right so then they should not have meat right because they'll be killing right so their food will be different it will be good for them but if you give this sattvic meal if you give the vegetarian and vegan meal to a person who is a soldier right he is going to fight okay so he needs to have a amount of aggression right. you know he should not he should not be very forgiving and peaceful and calm i mean that is always good to have a balanced mind but in general if you find people that uh, i have seen that the people who love eating meat they are not evil people but if they stop eating meat they feel uh, not so living which is uh, the description given to me by one person i felt not living when i stopped eating meat because meat is the food for their body and their mind right now they are hyperactive in the hyperactive state of mind they need the food to uh you know bring out what is there in their mind right yeah so a person a person who is going to fight a person who is going to defend or is going to be in any kind of aggressive business uh he might benefit from meat yeah i mean it could so it could also be as simple as you know a a soldier or someone who is is doing hard work 
you know they need yeah. uh, to get the protein you know uh, if uh, you know yeah, uh, i mean of course there yeah. are there are uh, uh, vegetable and vegan option as well um, uh, but uh, uh, you need to uh, you need to fulfill uh, you know uh, the requirement of your body in a right way you know what you need and what you do not need so yeah you know it makes sense so yeah I, I, i'm i'm sorry yeah sure sure please <laughs> okay i'm a i'm a vegan by choice where ayurveda is all about milk and ghee ghee is considered to be elixir honey is considered to be elixir but i'm a vegan by choice why because again this is good karma today to be vegan it's good karma because you Uh, we are mistreating everything we are mistreating cows we are mistreating honey bees we are mistreating all organisms for our own sake so today today ayurveda stands for veganism because it is good karma to right. be vegan yeah so if you really want to have a beneficial life go for uh, veganism and not vegetarianism not have milk not have ghee leave the milk and ghee for small kids because they might need it more wow yeah so uh, i'm not saying that a hard working person should have meat a hard working person can survive on pulses and uh, proteins like that but you see uh, there is a person who has a lot of hyperactivity in his mind and food helps you to reflect what is food helps you to manifest your life right it helps you to manifest your body it helps to manifest karma you see there are Uh, some children who will never learn unless naturally you punish them <laughs> right so so people who are i mean it might sound a little negative but people who are go, who are very fond of eating meat okay so they are going to go around a s- cycle of karma and understand by natural process that it is not good unless uh, uh, you you don't need to force yourself that okay i i don't want to eat meat because everyone is telling me not to eat meat like that so that is unnatural and it creates false ego sometimes you know uh, in india there are lots of uh, sages and monks who uh, who have renounced everything but they keep cherishing it in their mind right and it leads to a lot of mental complication so if you want to eat meat go ahead and eat it meat do not uh, change yourself because you want to show something to someone else or you know uh, appear to be a nice person and so on so forth if you want if you want to eat meat go ahead and eat meat because that eating meat will <laughs> take you through a cycle of karma and you'll come to realize that it's not good wow uh, i don't know if we have time for a short story <laughs> yeah please please go on <laughs> okay so uh, you know gautam uh, uh, this buddha yeah uh, he recounts Uh, his uh, many lives previous lives uh, to his disciples and he says that uh, you know in one life i was a prince and uh, i was getting i was going to get married so there was a lot of preparation happening in the kitchen i went to check the preparations and there was i saw one lamb the lamb uh, it laughed and then it cried so i uh, uh, so buddha went to the lamb and asked that why did you laugh and why did you cry so lamb said that you know i am once uh, the lamb was the prince okay and there were thousand lambs that were killed uh, during his marriage ceremony 
for feast. So he had to be born thousand times as lamb and get killed to get over that karma. And this is the last birth. So now if I get killed, I'll be, you know, I'll be relieved from being born as lamb again. Wow. But I'm crying for the prince <laughs> whose marriage ceremony is today. <laughs> because again, he will have to. So you see, uh, it's not, uh, it's not uh, wrong to eat meat. <laughs> it's not wrong to eat meat. If you feel like eating meat, go ahead and eat meat. But uh, there is a cycle of karma. If uh, and that definitely works, I I, I believe in karma, and uh, so whatever you do, you have to come back. So I don't want to kill anyone and come back <laughs> to pay for that. So yeah. uh, you see, that is uh, yeah. So that is that's why uh, the uh, food for everyone is different. Food that helps the mind to manifest. Uh, so you see, Ayurveda is so deep. When I uh, started understanding Ayurveda, it, it, I think it has no limits. You can just go on uh, understanding. And now I thought that I have completed my BAMS, my graduation in Ayurveda. But now I feel that I have not covered even the first chapter of Charaksanita. I have not understood that. Yes, so, that's <laughs> so amazing. That's so amazing. And. Uh, I mean, there are things um, that you told about Ayurveda. I mean, there's so many dimensions um, to Ayurveda, and um, which even I, you know, few of the things even I didn't know about earlier. And, um, you know, uh, it's so vast and it's so fascinating how it connects with the spirituality part of the things. You know, because when yeah. people talk about Ayurveda in general, you know, you'll see people posting, you know, about Ayurvedic food and, you know, um, talking about living healthy lifestyle, but then how deep it is, how connected it is to your karma, to your soul, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, it's so, so uh, beautiful. Uh, this, uh, this practice is, um, so, uh, if, uh, so, I mean, if I, I would like to add, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Can I? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the last thing. Okay. okay. I really want to yeah. add this, that there is such ban, there's such benevolence in Ayurveda that, uh, even a meat eating person, there are preparations prescribed for him so that he might not get a stomach upset after eating that's great. So, I guess, you know, I guess I, I, not, I will ask yeah. you, uh, get some recipes from you then. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, so that I can I can reduce my guilt of meat eating uh, to some extent. <laughs> okay. uh, no, that's uh, that's awesome. That's uh, really amazing. So, uh, Kanika, if if I may ask, you know, uh, what is the one most amazing benefit of Ayurveda for you know? anyone practicing or getting into Ayurveda or trying to learn about Ayurveda that you would say, you know, that's, that's one thing that is for sure will improve in your life. Uh, one thing for sure that improved in my life is a sense of peace. Right. Peace. Amazing. You know why? Because peace brings health. Now I completely subscribe to this uh, idea that peace brings health. And if you look at uh, it scientifically, there are two kinds of systems. Uh, 
sympathetic nervous system which is the emergency mode of the body and parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and repair mode. Uh, so uh, when you are stressed, you are in the emergency mode. And the more blood is supplied to your muscles then it, and to your vital organs like, you know, uh, for example, if you were in a forest uh, and uh, uh, you felt scared, if, if, if there is a lion or something, uh, there will be more blood which will be supplied to your muscles and to your uh, kind of uh, reaction system in the brain. Right. So the brain doesn't think then. It will just start running like crazy. Okay. So uh, this is the emergency mode. But in this emergency mode, the digestive system is suppressed. The excretory system is suppressed because I don't think you'll go peeing when you see a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, these systems, these essential systems are suppressed. And so you don't digest properly, don't uh, excrete properly, don't feel hunger, don't feel thirst. Yeah. So, unfortunately, most of the people, they live in this emergency mode uh, for very, very long time. For example, if you're working in office, you're continuously in that emergency mode if your target is not achieved. Right. So, your digestive system is compromised for very, very long time, probably for years. Your excretory system is compromised. You're not getting nutrition and you're not eliminating toxins. And what is what is the result of that is so many disorders. We, do, we have more disorders today than we have some 50 years back. You know, people were lit, relatively healthy. They were relatively less stressed. But if you are able to switch to the parasympathetic mode, which is the rest and repair mode, the rest and repair mode supplies more blood to your intestine, your digestion works better, your excretion works better. There is more uh, replacement of the cells, the rejuvenation uh, of the body tissues, your skin looks younger. So you'll see a person who's not stressed will have uh, youthful skin and uh, will have a, a good hair and all these things. Yeah. So it naturally results in health. And if you have a disease and you are able to switch your body to the rest and repair, no, the body will heal the disease. Right. Yeah. No, that's, so you see, that's, we have so yeah. many people. Yeah. Yeah. We have so many people who have cured cancer by just being happy. I don't know. I saw that in uh, this law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> that one lady, she got uh, her cancer cured by just uh, feeling happy and doing things like this. So it really works. Uh, so what Ayurveda brings uh, to you, if you really follow the real Ayurveda, it brings you peace. And also at the same time, because this is very important. If you don't have peace, now even good food will not help. Right. Because you'll not absorb. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, yeah. I guess I have, uh, I've, I've really uh, experienced this, um, you know, and several times in my life, you know, uh, every time when, when I'm stressed out or, you know, I'm over a long period, you know, you might be stressed for some time and then it's, you know, it goes off and you're fine. Uh, but uh, you know, over over longer period of time, when you are stressed regularly, then things start to manifest in physical ways. You know, you, it, pain mm -hmm. in your body. Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. your digestion goes off, and then your then your mood goes off. So that's that's really you know very true, I guess um, uh, what you're saying. So yeah, I mean that's that's so amazing that you know Ayurveda brings 
you know peace more than anything else and that's i guess that's is that is something that is needed in the world uh most <laughs> today uh uh and okay uh, kanika if i ask you like what can be the five easy ayurveda practice you know because uh, people find it difficult to change their lifestyle and if they are trying to get into ayurveda or they can benefit from a, you know five ayurvedic simple daily ayurvedic practices that they can do um, uh, what would that those uh, practices be first thing i'll say is that uh, these five ayurveda practices can change for everyone because essentially every person is different every body is different right. so uh, for example Uh, uh, for me, uh, neti might be very good because uh, you know I'm kapha prakriti, and uh, I have a tendency to deposit a lot of mucus. So for me, neti will be different. If you are with the prakriti, uh, you know uh, the water detox or a water detox uh, intestinal wash might be good. So these are uh, for getting the five best practices. I suggest that <laughs> you visit a physician, but in general in general what i can say is that waking up early see simple things yeah simple things can change your life so uh, i would not recommend okay go eat this medicine or practice some very very complicated yoga posi- position because simple things i mean this basically very very simple so waking up early morning makes a huge change if you really want to avert all kinds of respiratory disorders all kind of breathing disorders uh, sinusitis migraine all kind of head disorders please wake up before sunset if you wake up before sunrise you will uh, eliminate possibility for all kind of respiratory disorders all kind of disorders that happen in the head region you know whether it's cough and cold sinusitis migraine dementia so on and so forth because this is the time when uh, uh, the cleansing vayu there are five types of vata dosha so cleansing vayu is active in this region and when you wake up you know you will you will see if you wake up at 4 o'clock uh, you know you will see that lot of mucus will easily come out of your nose lot of uh, draining if you have i have suffered from mild sinusitis and i could feel that uh, food uh, that mucus getting drained from uh, my chambers when i woke up early morning so uh, you know when you wake up early morning uh, you remove all kapha related disorders you remove all mucus related disorders yes so this is one practice wake up early uh, wake up early um, so this is one practice wake up before sunrise got it so okay uh, at the next next practices have the biggest meal of the day at lunch time and lunch time is like somewhere right from 11 o'clock in the morning to 2 maximum all right in this range you should have your lunch and the lunch should be the biggest meal of the day why because uh, according to ayurveda our body is like a sunflower you know our metabolism increases as the sun rises and it decreases as the sun goes down so uh, according to this logic our metabolism is the highest during the noon time 
and when you eat a heavy meal at this time it is very easy to digest yeah yeah because the moment the momentum of uh, uh, our digestive fire is very high even for an aged person the best time to have the big meal is lunch time so you must have your biggest meal of the day at lunch and not in evening and not in the breakfast okay uh, why because yeah so during the breakfast the system is just waking up so it needs some initial nutrition which is easy to process right. and give you energy fast and makes you ready for the day. so digestion say for example a restaurant kitchen uh, has a menu for breakfast for lunch for dinner so in the morning time if you order a big uh, meal then probably you might not get it uh, because they don't have that uh, thing in uh, the morning okay because they are just cleaning up or they starting everything so they might cook you something very which is easily available uh that's why it's very good to have the biggest meal during the lunch and uh, another i think third very important point is uh, never drink water before immediately before or immediately after a meal especially a big meal and there is a very very beautiful scientific uh, uh reason for this the reason is that uh, when you are hungry there is a lot of acid in, inside your stomach which is creating the irritation that's how you feel hunger but if you uh, put water especially cold water in in your stomach you will dilute this acid you will make this acid dilute there if you make it diluted the acid will not be strong enough to break down all the things that you are eating right okay so there will be one problem this might result into bloating indigestion and so on and so forth because people drink water immediately before the meal if you have to drink water do not drink a large amount of water and do not have a practice of drinking water uh, every day before the meal once in a while it's fine okay yeah so or and even if you have to drink water drink a few sips of water not a glass full of water okay and why you should not drink after the meal is because uh the digestive enzymes they have an optimal temperature optimal temperature when the digestion has already started there's optimal temperature which is maintained in the stomach and when you are pouring water over that uh, digestive fire you are actually especially chilled water and people have this horrible habit of eating ice cream as a dessert you know yeah. so then you are actually putting uh, it you can uh, picture it like putting wet log on a fire it will definitely uh, put down the fire put the fire off so yeah. if you do that it will not hurt you widget but over the years you will see a lot of digestive problems coming so okay. these are the things yeah. this is uh, you should never drink water before a meal or after the meal however you can drink uh, something in the middle to dilute Okay. and the uh, one another very very important thing is never to have a big meal after sunset and it follows the same logic you see the body metabolism goes down after the sunset the body is preparing to go to sleep yes 
So imagine there is an employee who is uh, uh, who is done for the day. He's uh, going to leave in five minutes, and suddenly you put a big pile of files in front of him. So you see that I don't think that person will be very happy. Same goes for the digestive system. That system is shutting down for the night, and body has to do a lot of other things. It has to repair uh, the broken down tissues. You know, you have to grow for children and so on and so forth. So if you have a heavy meal which requires lot of digestion, oily, spicy pizza and all these things, then uh, the other work of the body. the cleansing and repairing work it gets hindered and that is why if you see people who have frequently heavy meals at night after few years uh, the aging cat catches up you know they start to look a little older than what they should be okay. so uh, the fourth thing is that you must never have a big meal at night and these are very simple rules there's nothing complicated about right. it they can be easily followed uh and uh, the last rule is that uh, uh, meditate before you go to sleep okay this i have seen tremendous benefit from this because sleep is the time when the body heals itself and therefore it is very important to have a good sleep you must go to sleep uh by some 10 if if you are having a normal life so because i have heard about breatharians and uh, people who are fruitarians you normally have very less sleep because they are very healthy their body doesn't need that much of repair right so they can do with less sleep also but if you are a normal person eating three times a day and uh, doing a lot of uh, manual work or something like this please go to sleep by 10 pm and it will help you it will help you in long term you know there might be a lot of work pending there might be uh, uh, you know lots of things are there to do at night but please go to sleep wake up by 4 and do whatever you do have to do so and it is difficult to change this whatever i'm saying might not be very easy for people to change and that's why uh, i suggest that you go for step by step change which is easier if uh, if we if if a person is there who is sleeping at 2 o'clock at night out of fun he doesn't have any work at night but he's just you know browsing the mobile or playing video games and then he falls asleep at 2 pm 2 am at night uh, he cannot change his routine immediately so if i if you're listening and uh, if you feel that oh my god suddenly i i have to go to sleep at 10 pm that's not possible your body will react right yeah it is in tune in, in a different tune so you have to gradually set the right tune and so you can start by going to sleep at 1:30 or 1:45 am and then after 5 to 7 days uh go to sleep at 1 am and that 12:30 uh then 12 am and so on and gradually you see it, it is okay if you change your habits over the years yeah it's okay and and there are relapses but then uh what makes sense is uh you know getting up and starting again so uh, these are the five uh, important advices okay and the one is waking up early in the morning 
uh, and uh, having lunch as the biggest meal, not drinking water before and after the meal, and uh, you know sleep, ha- and uh, having a light dinner. Okay. So these are the five most important things. That's amazing. That's so amazing, and I guess uh, our followers and viewers will uh, definitely uh, get some actionable tips uh, to follow and you know and make their life uh, healthy. Um, okay, so thank you, Kanika, uh, for coming to our podcast, uh, sharing such valuable. Uh, knowledge and wisdom about Ayurveda. So many fascinating things. Uh, um, there was a lot for even me to learn. And uh, I, I would definitely want to have you um, in future um, uh, so that we can, you know, uh, dig deeper and understand more about Ayurveda and help uh, people uh, know about ayurveda and you know benefit from from ayurveda thanks a lot uh, for coming on the show uh, and uh, thank you yeah thank you so much thank you